Just as a reminder, you can visit us at thepandapod.com. That's thepandapod.com to grab our RSS feed, listen directly, and share PandaPod with your family and friends. You can also reach us directly via email through podcast at thepandapod.com. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Panda Pod. We're starting off season two. <laughs> well, st- <laughs> starting off a brand new year. I'm here today with our usual suspects, Mr. Rab. Yep, hey. Mr. Jeff. Hello. And Madam Jackie. Hi. And we're just gonna hang out and talk for a bit we've we haven't gotten together so we're gonna update each other and you guys on what's been going on and we'll we'll start off start off that way so what's everybody been up to oh just (laughs) avoiding people on the holidays has been my whole thing not really i like i've wanted to see people it just haven't been able to so that's that's where i've been just kind of at home in my lane but the first holiday this is like your first holiday um not away from home but your first one on this journey right last christmas and new year's i i was in denver oh right okay yeah so i'm still kind of on my odyssey although I, i mean i've settled with you know the person I'm with, but I don't know if we're going to stay in Birmingham or not. That's the the next part of the journey is figuring out where we want to live. So we're heading down to Orlando this weekend to hang out with um, a few of our like commune crew and talk about, you know, what we might want to do in the future. So that's, that's what's going on with me. Well, that's a good kickoff where if you could move every anywhere else in the world, different from where you are now, where would you go? Anywhere else? Like anywhere else on the planet? Yeah, anywhere. Anywhere you want to go. Where would you, where would you go? That's joke answer. Joke answer. North Korea. Serious answer. Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> like anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. Well, no. You've lived in. You've lived other places. Yeah. I've is it just so? Just anywhere is okay. No. Oof. Uh-uh. No, there are some places that I would not go back to. I won't move back to. I won't go back to Atlantic City ever. Um, I don't want to live in the Carolinas because they're disgustingly humid, um, especially off the coast. I think it's so. It's been my lifelong dream for as long as I can remember to. This is really silly. Um, to own a house on the causeway that goes to Cedar Point, which is oh. an amusement park in Sandusky. Um, So it's not glamorous or anything, but it's just this dream of having my house that goes up to Lake Erie and you can see Cedar Point from your driveway, basically. Um, But they're really expensive. Um, But I think realistically, if I were to live anywhere that isn't here, I'd be in the UK. So. Makes sense. Really boring with my answer, unfortunately. (laughs) <laughs> so where is um what state is uh is your dream house in i didn't i don't know where cedar point is 
It is in Ohio. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cedar Point is an amazing amusement park. And if you haven't been, um, if y'all like roller coasters, I definitely, definitely recommend it. Yeah, they um, still have the record for most roller coasters, right? I Maybe. I think and they do. I hope they do. And they're not even like, they don't even have the tallest anymore, but I would argue, and I am biased, that they have the best. Um, I also worked there. I'd forgotten that. It is embarrassing. How's that embarrassing? Uh, I was, I was 20 and I had bleach blonde hair. (laughs) Uh, Like not toned, but like bleach blonde hair. Um, and very thin eyebrows. And I was sunburnt all summer long because I'm very pale. So I just looked like a bleach blonde tomato that was like checking people's heights all summer long and telling them to quit smoking in line. It was amazing. Best, one of the best jobs I've ever had. So you're like IRL VeggieTales, a tomato that tells you to quit smoking. Yeah, yes, except for not Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Quit smoking for health reasons. (laughs) You're non-denominational VeggieTales. No, your body is not a temple. It's just gross, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So I'll tell you a story if you want to hear it. Um, Yeah. So part of my job, let me adjust my seating stance so that I can tell this story. Um, so the, the one ride that I worked on was like a swinging pendulum. And I love that ride. And um, pardon me. And so I got to sit at the front of the queue for the line with a height stick. That was, so it was a PVC pipe with like, it was uh, wrapped in a specific color of tape so that people knew that they had to be like a certain height to get on the ride. Right. Right. So there I am with my bleach blonde hair and my very red face and my very thin eye, like eyebrows. Cause I was still stuck in high school. Um, with my big sunglasses on minding my own business, probably hung over because what else are you going to do when you work at an amusement park besides drink? Sure. And I'm sitting there and I hear this very familiar voice come up the midway and it it was the laugh that I heard that was like ha 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 <laughs> and I looked up and it was my uncle who at the time was very much not sober and I knew that he wasn't sober um, because when I told him that you know he had to put a cigarette out in line he looked at me and said well fuck you and I was I pulled my sunglasses down and I was like well no fuck you Jay and um, so he did as I said but I I requested to him to please put his his foreign belongings, like his 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 loose objects, right, into the bin, so that they wouldn't fall onto the midway when they were on the ride. And it was great to see my uncle, and I, I hope he remembers this story. I'm sure he maybe does. Um, but about 20 minutes later, I'm minding my business, sitting there doing my job, when like a whole ton of shit just falls off the ride and right onto the midway, like cell phones just broken, sunglasses, key car keys, and I'm like. <laughs> And I'm like, that must be my uncle. So I went and I collected all of it, as was my job. And then I held it with me. And sure enough, about a minute later, here comes my uncle stumbling up. And he goes, hey, kid, you got my stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I got your stuff. And there was my uncle. My uncle surprised me at work. I think we surprised each other. Um, That's funny. That's yeah. a good story. I might text him and remind him of it here soon. You should. Yeah. Have you guys had family like surprise you at work ever? Like at the jobs that you guys have had? No. Oh. No. God no. 
I've never been surprised by anyone. <laughs> Jeff has ESP. No, just at work. Like nothing ever is exciting has happened at work. I, I I used to work at McDonald's, so I would say that probably my family has been in there while I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also used to work in a in like the dish pit of a different restaurant. So like you know, I mean, I'm sure they came by there when I was working, but I I don't know if it was like a. I mean, it's probably a surprise, but probably wasn't very exciting, you know. <laughs> Not as exciting as your story for sure. I don't. I don't even know if it was exciting. I think I was mostly mortified and, and annoyed with him for not doing what I said. Um, I also worked at McDonald's, for the record. Yeah, I but I mean. A week. <laughs> <laughs> Him, him, him! Not doing what you say. I think like that's that's definitely exciting in a way. I mean, being mortified and excited have to be like somewhere on the same spectrum. That's true. I like that I get to remind him of things that he did before. Like he's super sober now. Ah. I'm really proud of him. But he was not then. But keep in mind, this was the same summer job that like I was when it rained. We had a really bad storm, and I was called out of the arcade where we were taking shelter to go fish dead birds out of the kitty like um floating boat thing so i had to like (laughs) yeah totally let's send the 20 year old they don't know what they're doing this is pre-bird flu we're getting paid seven dollars and 25 cents an hour let's go (laughs) actually i'm pretty sure that was peak bird flu Uh, yeah that's probably true (laughs) (laughs) this is a great summer job guys thinking back on it i am i'm really glad that i didn't get like scabies or are you a fan of the movie Adventureland? I is that the one with Jesse Eisenberg? It is. Yes. Yeah. It's been a bunch of people working at an amusement park. Kristen Stewart is in that as well. She is. And there's a really good episode of This American Life all about like life at working at amusement parks. It's oh, really, really good. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get into that. Um speaking of podcasts that we're on right now, but also other podcasts. Um, I've been watching only murders in the building, which I think you guys might enjoy. Where, where can we locate that? Officially? Yes. Hulu. Okay. Um, it has Martin short and Selena Gomez and Steve Martin. Oh, is this a podcast? It is. No, it is a show. Oh, about three people who start a podcast oh. because there was a murder in their building. Ah, yes. That sounds that sounds fantastic. It's, it's really good. Um, who is the guy from the Birdcage? Um, and I think he also plays Timon. Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane is also in it. Okay. Um, Martin Short and Nathan Lane. That's a great cast. Yeah, Amy Schumer is also in the second season, but you can look past that. <laughs> so I, I'm not I'm not a fan, but um, it's really good, and my dog really likes to watch it, so that helps a lot. Oh, nice! Yeah, we start up the music, and he like sits down in front of the TV, and then just lays down and watches it for hours. So we're having a good time. With yeah, so I'm not, I'm not sure what the actual reasoning is behind it, but other comedians hate Amy Schumer. <laughs> They're She's constantly they constantly dunk on it on her like just all the time because like she's every not single one funny 
is the is the reason. Well, I think when she first came out, I think like her first special and like clips and things that I had seen of her, she was funny. But she became non-funny. Sure, she definitely <laughs> became not funny. But but I, it, nobody's ever given a, a, a reason. It's th- like there's some inside information that they know about or something. Like they just they dunk on her. Well, one true fact whole- about Amy Schumer, she's related to Chuck Schumer. So um, that's one uh, one thing about her that I mean, while that isn't necessarily a quality of people to dislike, like who your relatives are. I mean, that can be, I guess. But like, you know, I mean, I wouldn't hold that against her necessarily, especially if she disowned him, you know. But but I think that I don't think that I think that they are, you know, on good terms. I don't she's never like publicly disowned him, I don't think. I think that she was just she came onto the scene like at towards the tail end of a weird little comedy like boost like it was the same comedy period where like oh what's his name dane cook was popular you know and it's very similar kind of comedy it's just like a woman's version of dane cook's comedy well i know that last night on the golden globes because i watched too much tv they were there was a, they finally started recognizing like comedians as part of the Golden Globes and her the clip they shared of her skit was talking about how she thought it was sweet that her partner kept turning the lights on when they were going to be intimate and he was like you know I don't want you to feel like you have to hide yourself and she goes oh it's sweet that you think that I don't want you to see me <laughs> and but I watched that and I'm like okay this is you know i get it and i think it might have been funny if it was anybody if they weren't amy schumer which then made me feel really bad but i think she she's very she's right next to lena dunham with me um and kind of jennifer lawrence as well like they they try really hard to be funny and they do the little wink wink nod nod you know like oh no i i think i think jennifer lawrence is was not very likable and like i was uh, along with the ride with people saying like she didn't have a personality and stuff like that at first but i love her now like i've seen her interviews that she's had on like uh, like late night tv and things like that and she's she's pretty good like i i would like she she definitely has a personality and it's it's very she's very sarcastic that's fair because I think for a long time I disliked Aziz Ansari because I thought that he was a major douchebag, but I've I've come around on him. Yeah, he it's kind of hard. Like okay, like he, yes, he became popular. He became very popular. Yeah, but it's kind of I, I would think it's kind of difficult for an extremely short, skinny, high pitched <laughs> man. <laughs> like high pitched voiced man to be that douchebaggy. Like I don't, I don't see, I don't see that. I think as being a a natural character trait anyway. No, and I think it's in, my my partner and I were talking about this earlier. Husband, sorry, partner, whatever. Um, where it's almost like you have to have a polarized opinion these days on something. Like even as basic as is Amy Schumer funny. Well, I don't think so, but other people might, and if. I tell them that I don't think she's funny or think she's funny and they do. 
it can be an argument. And so lately it just feels like, like, I feel, I feel, I don't, I don't want to dunk on anybody. Like, I don't, I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel good. But it's also like, I feel like I can't say that I don't like anybody anymore because well, things have gotten so like crazy, you know? Yeah. Like Taylor I mean, Swift, you know, like, let's just go Taylor Swift on it. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I, I think, you, I feel like you can, uh, some people get upset if you don't like certain things that they like, especially if like it has been turned into a culture war issue because I mean, like a lot of right-wing people don't like Amy Schumer. And I think that they make jokes that are like inappropriately fat shaming for sure. You know, like yeah. they, and so, so, I mean, some people that turn that around and, and just kind of like inherently defend her, um, which I mean, she should be defended against fat shaming, but also like, you know, that's fine if you think that she sucks too, like that her comedy sucks. Yeah, it's one thing to to be, and of course, like uh, the majority of people don't hear these things about themselves, right? But like, yeah, it's not cool to dislike someone just because they're fat, but it's okay to not think that they're funny. Uh, like obviously, I'm a fat girl. If you're fat, you know what? That's your business. You know you. You figure it out. You do whatever you're going to do. But, like, Jeff and I are aware of someone who I think is very much not funny, but apparently is very successful. And I think she's hilarious. I do not think she's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I do. God, I will go to my grave saying that she is just not funny. So who is who is this person? Uh, no, we're not going to say who. Is it an actual person that you know? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about, like, a, a comedian. No. Oh, okay. Okay. I just don't think she's funny, but she's very successful, despite her appearance as well, which is. So I have a caveat to this. Okay. Okay. So, and that's people. People think this comedian was very funny. The reason why they were funny was because they were fat. Oh, um, is that the what, guy Ralphie May? Or... No, no, actually, the, um, they're they're funny. Oh, Chris Farley. Yes. Oh, yeah. Chris Farley's wonderful. Chris Farley was funny because he was fat. Had yeah, but... he not been fat, he would not have been funny. Right, but and... being fat was part of his bit. You yeah. know, it's okay to comment on something that people are like proud of and throwing out there and and poking fun at themselves about sure you know and, and it, even then it's not okay to make fun of them but right. i mean it's okay to laugh with them about it sure but i but because i don't think because i don't think he's funny i i get the the shit especially from like my wife's family like yeah, they, they think he's like the right most now. layers thing right like i get the shit but <laughs> it's because it's because i feel like it was it was crutchy right like yeah well, like he used his him? fatness as a crutch for his comedy right like because that's all it was it, it was never anything else it I was mean, like would you say that about all prop parts. comics though because it's essentially just a prop comic thing not necessarily no not necessarily what about like john there candy? are funny who john candy john candy was just funny he just happened okay. to be fat like but he a, also leaned into it as well. Yeah, he leaned into it, but he didn't lean into it that much. Like, I think there was an extreme with Farley. That's fair. I mean, Farley did do the Chippendales. Um, 
damn, like, but fuck, God, he was fucking so hilarious, funny. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy this in the little... coat is yeah. classic. Well, once again, <laughs> funny because he's fat, not yeah. because he's actually funny. No, no. When he is, when it, the Saturday Night Live skit, when um, it is Christina Applegate and, um, oh, What's his name? The other guy that was in Tommy Boy. Oh, uh. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's not Dana Carvey, is it? No, no. but we're so No, it's David it's, Spade. It's, yeah, David Spade. So he's yeah. yelling at David Spade and Christina Applegate about how he's lost his job and he's living in the van down by the river and he is mm-hmm. absolutely losing his shit. It had nothing to do with the fact that he was fat and everything yeah, to do with the but, fact that but, his but, okay. okay, okay, I agree with you. However, that was his other shtick, was being angry. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, look at fat, angry man. Like <laughs> Peter Griffin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But that, that was a whole like era of angry comedy as well, though. That was, that is that is very true. That is like very Sam Kinison. Yeah, Sam Kinison and yeah, yeah. There was definitely angry, angry comedians around that time. I mean, that was that was a lot of them, especially a lot of the popular ones. Was Who's the "I'm the hungry" angry. guy? Um, you know, what is it? He was the big guy. Gosh, Subway was... Jared. No, no, no. Subway <laughs> Jared. Jesus Christ, I can't remember his name, so I'm not going to make any guesses. Um, it wasn't Ralphie Mae, but there was another guy that was big. I'm going to mute myself and Google it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. John pa- John Panette. John Panette. I don't know Are... who that is. I know I've seen him. I'm sure if I see a picture, hold on. Yeah. Did you just post one? No, I didn't. But I can. John Panet. John Panette. Panet. Panet. Not Louis Panet. Anderson. John Panette. Louis Anderson. Yeah, but Louis Anderson's hilarious too, though. I love Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson had a very unique voice that helped him. Oh yeah, for sure. And and I'm not gonna take that away from. Him. And yes, he was also crazy fat. But John Belushi was fat by the time he died. Yeah, that was alcohol. Wasn't always fat. Yeah. Fucking. John Jeremy, hungers. not a comedian, but definitely a porn star. Louis Anderson playing. Um... Zach Galifianakis's mom on that clown show <laughs> was the funniest thing. He just it just Go reminded ahead. me so much of my mother. But in that same boat, you also have Wayne Knight, who is hilarious. Um, and of course, see, uh, but I'm not saying that fat people aren't, aren't funny. funny. Right? I'm you, saying that that particular. Yeah, at this point, we're just talking about fat, fat comedians. How yeah, do we get like, on this topic? Not, What's going on here? I know someone this is that a says rabbit that, hole. I know someone that says that Seinfeld is not funny. Yeah, I don't fat. find Seinfeld funny either, though. Like, what? But that's just because his style, if you like, I, I'm not sure, would that be considered observational humor? He had, well, it's observational humor, but the thing about Seinfeld is that when he came up that was a popular style of comedy which was the way the way he spoke the way that he he creates he tells the audience when to laugh by how he uh 
ends his sentences, right? I mean the like the show, not the comedian for the record. Oh, the show? Yeah. Oh, the I mean, show. the show could definitely be yeah. funny at times, but it wasn't funny all the time. Like my favorite, but my my I mean Kramer's my favorite like person on that show by far. But he was the only one that was actually doing any real comedy. Like it was the, the rest of it was all conversational bullshit funny. Like, there's there's uh, art to the deadpan delivery they did every yeah. single day on that show, which was yeah. incredible. Yeah. But I mean Jerry yeah. Stiller as well. Like I, I just want to touch on yeah. Jerry Stiller. There, there was a like a behind the scenes that we watched on YouTube and it was it was disclosed that he would forget his lines a lot of the time. And so whenever he looked up at the ceiling, it was him trying to remember his lines and he would just spit out random shit. And most of the time they kept it. <laughs> and I love that. Um, I grew up on Seinfeld. My dad says that I have a very Jerry Seinfeld sense of humor, which some people think is an insult and I think is wonderful. It I means like that your sense time. of humor prefers uh, much younger women. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. My heart. I don't know if I can say that I like Seinfeld anymore. But Larry <laughs> David's funny. Good job. Your enthusiasm is fucking funny. It's offensive, but it's it's hilarious. What is? Curb. Oh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah. Yeah, I could never get into that one either. How are we friends? I'm so different from you guys. Opposites attract. <laughs> I do love anime. I very much love anime. I, I prefer anime over any other type of media. But that's I feel like most of our audience probably intuited that of you. Yeah, probably. It's not very hard to get there from anywhere anything else that I've talked about I've talked about. They could guess it after the first episode where you started like um uh stating your power level and uh and charging up and the it whole was, episode. And it was over nine thousand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, something that I definitely wanted to wanted to speak on. And and that's good. We got some some good stuff out of this, some some good positive stuff. But I want to talk about some like midlife crisis. Here we go. Yeah, because that's something that I've I felt like I've gone through multiple iterations of midlife crisis about every yeah. 10 years but every 10 years i feel like i'm going through a new one um and in each one's a little different than the one before it um but i i think i'm go I'm going through another one at the moment and and it's not surprising since i'm i'm about to hit 40 like i'm i'm 39 here in what two weeks yeah, two weeks from tomorrow. So uh, I'm I'm hitting close to forty, and my body's falling apart. And I look at old people, like old men in particular. And there's some old men who are older men who are you know sixty, sixty five years old, and they are 
definitely in better shape than I am by Doesn't far. That fuck you up though. And then there's other 60, 65 year old men who look like they're who look and act like they're 90. And so I know some of this is gonna like boil down to genetics or whatever, but I also feel like there's a difference in the amount of upkeep that's required of a body once you hit a specific age. Um, because it, it's definitely harder to do even simple like exercises that I was doing, you know, 10 years before, like I could really stick it out and push myself. And now I just cannot. And so I'm definitely worried that I'm going to be the 90 year old, 60 year old. Well, you don't have to be. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I saw a guy at physical therapy today that was easily 30 years older than me and he was flexing and doing stuff. And I'm like, what? I can't even bend over and touch my toes. The last time I went to the gym, I was on the treadmill, right? And I'm walking because like jogging would severely like put me on the floor. Like I just don't have the whatever's required to even do that anymore. And the guy next to me, who was obviously 75 years old, was just running full speed. <laughs> and I was like, but, and, and like sweat just dripping, you know what I mean? And he looked just fine. <laughs> I was just like, well, fuck me. Like, there's, there's no way, you know, and, and the embarrassing portion of it too, because I'm like, I should definitely be, doing things but i also live a very sedentary life right like like you know 15 years before people were working at home i was working at home you know like uh, like jeff and i are pioneers of working from home oh, yeah. <laughs> you know like back when like it was this, called telecommuting back in my day we telecommuted <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so you know, you create like they didn't have studies on you should definitely be doing exercise since you just sit at a computer all day long. Right. Like that. That wasn't a thing. It was. Oh, you you're just you're working from home. How was that? I've never even heard of anybody doing that before. Right. So, yeah. Was, yeah. Anyways, I'm going through that. I don't know how Jeff feels about that one. Why are you calling me out like that? I don't. Are you trying to say that I've gone through a midlife crisis or something? Uh, you've definitely <laughs> gone through a midlife so crisis gone through before. A midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> My midlife crisis was so much fun. You had a ridiculous midlife crisis. Yeah, like it was great. You went for it, man. I did. I don't know that I'm done. I think I just might be in crisis for the rest of my life. <laughs> Can yeah. we just be in crisis? Like, is that okay? Because like, I'm going to go on a tangent here for a second. You can yell at me really hard when you want to interrupt me. But like, our generation has gone through so much, so yeah. much. Like we, we had 9-11, we had COVID. We have like a, an increasing amount of school shootings, but they started when we were in school. Like we grew, like the internet came to be what it is when we were growing up. We had yeah. a whole different brand of bullying than our parents did and their parents before them. We never got time to chill. And like, 
I mean, I'm not going to say that indefinitely. I did a lot of fucking chilling. But continue. But, like, the point that I'm trying to say is, like, I, I've been talking to my husband about it. And I talked to you guys about it the other day. But it's just, like, you know, one day I woke up and I realized that I live in a nice house in suburbia with the big white golden retriever and a husband and an SUV. And I don't know how I got here because me in high school, I would have been, like, what a fucking loser. What a f- look at her. Have you ever seen me. SLC Punk? A, li- a long time. Oh, no. A long time ago. Is this relevant? It is. Yeah. At the very end of the movie, he becomes a lawyer. And he's like, I guess in the end, I was just a fucking poser. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You know, but I, w- I was talking to Annie about it. And what if, what if all this time I've been trying to, like, figure out the things that make me happy and like obviously it's not warcraft and it's not writing because i've done those things before and i'm trying so hard to find the next thing what if i don't need the next thing what if me playing video games and writing my weird little role play stuff is fine what if i'm okay with the hobbies that i have and okay i have wrinkles now but i'm still a bad bitch like i'll still start fights with people on facebook or face to face like i I think that maybe with COVID, I just got really complacent and scared, right? And things kind of maybe haven't calmed down. And If I may, Jackie, yeah. if I can comment on that. Please, yes. You did get real fucking scared over COVID. Like, yeah. like you went from a pretty like chipper, outgoing girl to pretty like scared and reserved and untrusting of, of the world. What, what's going on there, friend? Uh, Indiana. Indiana. What about Indiana? We moved here, and I feel like... I don't know. It's just not the chillest place that I've ever lived, you know? Like, it's pretty red. And no offense, but it's kind of uneducated. You know? Like, it's not the most intellectual place I've ever been. But, like, I moved away from my comfort system, or my, my not comfort system, well, maybe comfort system. We can mash some words. But, like, I was, I had a job that I liked. I was living with my dad, or not living with my dad, but, like, living in Texas near my dad. And he was my support system. I had gone through a huge weight loss. I lost almost 85 pounds, and I was doing really well. And then we up and moved to Indiana, and it's, like, everything that I had worked really hard for over the last six or so years felt, you know, like it was just being flushed away. And I don't know what happened when I moved here, but like all of my willpower and strong headedness and motivation just completely went down the drain. And I've been trying to figure out what the fuck happened because I, it just hasn't come. Yeah. That's uh, Jackie. That's just called marriage. Shut up right now. That is not it. I mean, she moved up here before she got married. You know, I mean. No, that's not true either. It's Mike Pence's fault. He outlawed uh, being an independent woman. (laughs) But, like, I don't think that it's marriage. I really don't because my husband has been nothing but a wonderful, kind person, companion husband. Like, we we have a great life. We really do. I don't think that's it. I think after COVID happened and, like, all of the disinformation happened and the divides really, really became clear because it wasn't just Trump anymore. It was no longer a political thing, which I was used to because, you know, Bush and Obama, you know, my family's never been quite harmonious in a political sense, but it was the, it was the anti-vaxxing 
light of day stuff with a lot of people that I loved that made me really go, what the, what the fuck? Am, what is the point of living if everyone is this stupid? <laughs> I think was kind That's of me in 2016. What was 2016? When Trump got elected. Oh, yeah. Remember Trump yeah. got elected and I did some acid and I ended up in the hospital because I thought the world was terrible. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that was me. I then. lost my fucking mind. I told everybody on Facebook, which is like the communication platform of choice for all of my family and my extended family, that I didn't want anybody who voted for Trump to be around my child. Oh, I remember that. Oh, your wife was so mad. Oh, my, my, <laughs> oh, Audrey was so pissed. She was so mad. Like she she tore me a new one and and I had to apologize to the world. Um, I remember helping talking you off the ledge on that one. I was I was very I was I was very upset at the time. Um with good reason however um i ha i have since calmed down um, and, and and i also i i've actually changed a lot since that happened since that day like yeah, no shit. you listen to joe rogan like day. every day now well th that's another thing it and this bugs the fuck out of me sorry go ahead no it's it's fine it's that yes i do i don't listen to every single one um, but the thing about it is lots of people, and, and this is just a societal thing. This isn't something that has to do specifically with, with like Rogan or not. This is a societal thing. People won't, it, they're not conditioned for long form information anymore. Like just imagine sitting there and watching or listening to one of Rogan's podcasts, which is anywhere from two to four hours long, right? People won't do that. What they will do is they'll see a clip, right? They'll see a short on YouTube. They'll see an Instagram story. They'll see a, a tweet with a 10 second clip of somebody saying something and then lose their fucking mind. Right. Like context is no longer important. And I had a real big problem with that. Every from from when Trump got elected from from even before that, I mean, probably two years before he even got elected. I had this issue where people don't care about context anymore. They don't care about doing what they need to do to understand what something somebody's really trying to say or how they're saying it or what question was actually asked of them before they responded to something or like people, they don't have the attention span to care anymore. And so what bothers me is someone saying something like, like what you did when you're saying like, what you listen to Rogan now implying that he's like some, uber right side dude right but that's all you've heard because you don't sit there and listen to the extended amount of podcasts right yeah does i mean does he have some probably, does he have some views yes he definitely has right views he definitely has left views i'm grabbing a book real quick um from 
across my room. So you guys keep going. But I want to pull a quote. Jerk. Damn, citations needed like real life citations needed Wikipedia style. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Also, like, if people don't see the, like, fun woo spiritual side of Rogan, unless you're, like, looking at the videos on, like, the spiritual subreddits or, or actually listening to his episodes, like, his episodes, like, Duncan Trussell are so good. You know, like, I think with Rogan, he is, it's, it's like, um, like a late night uh, talk show host kind of thing. You know, you don't watch every episode of Leno or whatever. Maybe people did at one point, but nobody does anymore, you know? Sure. But if, like, you see that one of your favorite celebrities is going to be on there, you're going to tune in, you know? It's not because you particularly like Leno's point of view on things. It's because you want to see what that person has to say, you know? Right. Yeah, and, and, and same thing for it, Rogan for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. Hang on one second. Nope, lost it. <laughs> that's that's fair, you know. And and to to the point of like the woo side of him and and all that kinds of stuff. Imagine like it's no different from what we're sitting here doing now, right? Like like and the thing that Jackie was kind of complaining about earlier is people are most most people have views that are a little bit on both sides of the spectrum, right? Like most people aren't just full on like Antifa. And there's other people that aren't just full on crazy, crazy, right? Like that's not most people. Those are very small vocal majority or vocal minorities. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he's just a dude that has views all over the place, like just like anybody else does. Right. And but I, there's something that we do with celebrity that like how we view celebrities as, you know, gospel truth speakers that just it, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. You know, like I, I don't understand that. Why, we were talking about this that? the other night with uh, Cage and Derek, and yeah, it, like we, we were talking about how, like, what somebody's argument was that he has a responsibility to, you know, fact check himself in real time, um, and I think that there's some truth to that. Like, I, I do think it's important for people, like, especially people using their voice and who have millions of listeners to. Like I, I use the term stewardship. Like they have a sense of they should have a sense of stewardship towards their audience as far as like providing them with good, correct information. But also at the same time, we were talking about how like we come on this show and like we spout nonsense constantly, you know. Sure. You know, so like at what point in time do you inherit that sense of stewardship? I know like this whole conversation, since we, we just talked about this like two nights ago, this whole conversation today, I've been thinking to myself, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't say that, you know, that I don't know that to be true, you know, but like, is that self-censoring? Is it important to self-censor, you know, and, it, you know, at what point in time do you gain that, you know, responsibility or stewardship towards your audience to 
present, you know, good factual information and, and not just bullshit opinions that you have. Yeah. And what's well, and where's the like, even not just on a celebrity level of like, when do you gain the responsibility of stewardship? It's also does that have to happen every time you open your mouth? Right. Like anytime I open my uh, like, say it's me. Right. Like, so anytime I open my mouth, I have to fact check what I'm going to say before I say it. Like that's going to cause some. So we're here to fact check like, you. Yeah. I'm I, like, what's the point in me speaking at that point? Like I'm wild. Like I cannot like I can't live like that. <laughs> like, like that's too restrictive for me. Um, but, you know, it just kind of it like I, I understand the thought process behind it, behind of of, you know, having some responsibility. It's just there's like, what's the degree of responsibility? Right. Is it complete responsibility? Is it, you know, like half the time? Is it, you know, one out of every 10 times you say something, you know, like it, like where, where are the lines? Kind of like what Jeff's saying, like it's really blurred and people have different opinions on that. Well, speaking of fact checking, I think Jackie went to all the trouble to fact check herself and go pull a quote. Yeah, no, the no so. I'm trying to grab a. I I'm almost there. I'm so uh, Jacob will at least wrote this book. I'm sure. Um, so this is kind of a long quote, but bear with me. Classics cut to 15 minute radio shows, then cut again to fill a two minute minute a two minute book column, winding up at least 10 or 12 line directory resume. I exaggerate, of course. The dictionaries were for reference, but many were those who sold knowledge of Hamlet. You know the title, certainly, Montag. It's probably only a faint rumor of a title to you, Miss Montag. Whose slow knowledge, as I say of Hamlet, was a one-page digest in a book that claimed, now at least you can read all the classics, keep up with your neighbors. Do you see, out of the nursery into the college and back to the nursery, there's your intellectual pattern for the last five centuries or more. But the better quote from this book is that, the average TV commercial of 60 seconds has 120 half-second clips in it, or one-third of a second. We bombard people with sensation. That substitutes for thinking. And that made me think, Wiggy made me think of that earlier when he's talking about how people aren't looking for actual information anymore. They're addicted to clips and reels yeah. and things like that. No one wants the real story. No one wants to read the classics. No one wants to do the research. They want immediate information, whether it's true or false. And they go looking for it in the easiest of places without any concern about if it's right or wrong. They just want to know what they want to know and they cast, cast everything else aside. The book for the record is Fahrenheit 451. And if you haven't read it, you really should. Damn, Jackie, not even let me guess. You said I was going to know it. And by Sorry, the, for the record, I did, actually. I knew it was Ray Bradbury. <laughs> but I was you could have let me say that so that people would know I was I, right. I just get ranty. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I would, I'd like to say, I'd like to say, and this is with all due respect, Rab is definitely the most nerdy friend that I have really? and not in, and not in terms of like hobbies or things like that, that are nerdy or geeky, but just as an intellectual. Yes. Rab is the nerdiest person that I Absolutely. know by far. Yeah. By far. I'll take that well, as a compliment. Well, cause I yeah. love you and Jeff, yeah. but I don't think that either you're going to go, Oh yeah, that's Bradbury. I can't believe that she went and grabbed a copy of Fahrenheit for 51. <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that. It's such and, a good book. And I just read it for the first time, like, 
in the last like two weeks. I mean, I don't read to read that that many classics. I, I I read that one in high school. So I mean, like I I don't want to overstate what I do know, but I mean, that, I feel like that's a question that could be asked on Jeopardy, and I do probably know the answers to a lot of questions that could be asked on Jeopardy. That's fair. But it's the same, like, the, the whole book is about how they burn books because it makes things more peaceful for, for the people that live around them. And the, it's it's ridiculous because it reminds me a lot of what's going on right now with, like, all the different censorship groups and the Moms for Liberty and shit. But the first line in the whole book is, it was a pleasure to burn. And I tell you, I have read many books in my days, like, many, many, many books. I actually just joined a winter reading program at the public library. Um, but of all the books that I've read in the last years, that was the first line that made me go, okay, I can't put this book down until I'm done because I had to know what it had to say. And well, hold on. What are you eating? No, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's gotten into the, uh, um, okay. urinal cakes again. Yeah. <laughs> Murphy. yeah you know and and i can see you know that whoever it was i'm not gonna look it up like jackie did but (laughs) we've all heard ignorance is bliss right sure and so i mean what's the quickest way to get to non-informational bliss right and that's to burn all the books and to not do not like investigate anything that's interesting to you at all you know just like a lack of i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's like a lack of intellectualism but a lack of curiosity i guess like just to be able to accept dogma or just something that an elder told you or you know like my great uncle that i met or my great great uncle actually um he kept telling me i would we would sit on the porch outside my great grandmother's house and he would keep he kept telling me that there was a bear up in the tree in the front yard and he wouldn't let it go right but there's so many people i feel like would just listen to him now and be like, yeah, there's totally a bear up in that tree without doing <laughs> it, without doing any investigation at all. Right. Like, like he had me 40% convinced just because he wouldn't stop saying it. Right. Like, but, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's just how people react to information now, you know, and, and, you know, somebody tells you something and then they say, but don't do any of your own of your of your own like investigation into whatever this is. You I know? also think that we're in the infancy of like knowledge dissemination as a society or as like, I don't know, as human beings, like for the vast majority of time that we've been around we haven't had the ability to get this kind of information 
you know, and how we disseminate that information and how we consume that information. Like, I think we're still very much in the experimental phase of figuring out how we do that efficiently as people, given the new ways of receiving that information. You know, I mean, we're, we're not plowing fields and, you know, whatever anymore, uh, where we have zero contact with the rest of the world or any idea what's happening around us. It's only been in the last like 200 years, really, that we suddenly have the ability to know what's happening and, and to have all of this knowledge and information and opinions shared to us. It's it's not surprising that we aren't doing it well. We're still figuring out how to do it. You know? Yeah, to, to that point, there there was something else that I was thinking about, which is... So, I'm somebody who I like to research what I'm interested in. And when I think about opposing views, right? Like, I I will listen to both sides of a story and kind of come to my own conclusion. I'm not always great at this. I do get stubborn sometimes. I'm, I'm human. But... Th- even there's sometimes there's enough supporting information for both sides of an issue to where I cannot make a decision on what's the right way to go forward. Like I will get stuck in this place of, well, both sides has merits to their argument, which is right, you know, and and there's t- there's times where it's happened where I'm just like I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't know what decision I would make because there's there's just you get you get trapped in this funnel it feels like bit like going down you get deeper and deeper and deeper into a problem and then you get to a point where you're just like I don't fucking know <laughs> like that's happened to me quite a few times over the past like three years. Um, especially very complicated human issues, like specifically human issues. You know what I think the problem with today's society is? Bears don't want to climb trees anymore. I know. (laughs) Yeah. And when you do see a bear in a tree, no one believes you. (laughs) Yeah. And when a bear (laughs) steals your picnic basket, I mean, and runs off with it, like no one has ever uh gonna help you get it back that's i mean nobody wants to help you like go chase down that bear and like go in and out a series of doors that uh that all connect to each other and and why is there a random bear of a different species just hanging on to his foot (laughs) (laughs) is he a different species or was he like a dwarf bear (laughs) did he he just have dwarfism that's what i think because i mean what kind of bear is that tiny I mean, yeah. I don't know if I've seen if I've actually seen a bear with dwarfism though. Like, is he the only one ever? No, certainly not. Because I feel like we would have seen a lot of them. Like TikTok's fire, right? Like I feel like we would have seen the little tiny cute dwarf bears. Maybe he was like a copybara or something. Copybara, copybara. It very well could be. Anyway, it's all Jackie's fault. What? I didn't do it. Oh. Oh no. I see her. I seen it. 
No, Man, we're pushing an hour already, but I, I do want to talk a little bit about aliens and AI. Because, like, a fair bit has happened since we last talked about both those things. I think we're going to do that on the next episode. Aren't Are we going to just do a whole episode on that? I just Yeah, I guess we probably could fill a whole episode. But Okay, that's fair. We can do that on Wednesday. Okay. Well, do we want to just cut this one short then? I feel like um, I, I feel like at this point we should be jumping into something if we're if we're gonna keep talking. This is true. We could cut it off here. Yeah, let's let's just let's just go ahead and we'll mark it. I mean, I think this was a funny episode. I just don't um, I I don't think people are gonna want to hear that much more of us just shooting the shit. True. Oh no, I think we're interesting. But that's just me. I, yeah, I think we were doing good at the beginning. I just think we're kind of losing it a little bit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's 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 cut it. I can't make any more Yogi that's Bear good. jokes. All right, well, that's going to end for us, folks. Uh, once again, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for joining us in the new year. And uh, look out for the new episodes because they are coming. Uh once again, you can always reach us at uh, thepandapod.com, and we love you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.